Welcome to Life Point Wati. This is one of the more deep episodes. Not deep, but deeper in terms of its content. At the time, I didn't even know it was deep. I didn't even know the story behind it. I was just living my life as a young, you know, international African student. But I had no idea the characters actually talking to at the time. I was just trying, you know, trying to go along with the waves. So we're going back to about 20... Probably 2007, 2008. And I'm about a Metro City... Uh, yeah, Metro City Club. I think it was 2007-2008. I could be wrong with the years. And Metro City had a massive club called R&B Super Club. It was the new thing, you know. R&B was just hitting Perth because at that time R&B was new. Shock beyond. R&B was a new thing at that time. So R&B and hip hop was a new thing. So Metro City took took the reins and created this thing called R&B Super Club. About 2008-2009. And it, that, yeah, the club is to go off. Anyway, I'll cut to the chase. So me and my friends were like, yeah, of course we were there. You know, there was nothing else during uni days to do. Apart from find the hottest club at the time. And that was the place to be. Uh, we used to fight for two for one tickets. But that's another story. <laughs> so finally we get in. And I was with one of my housemates at the time. He was called Leonard. And we hang out at one of the bigger bars. And there was this bar. And at the corner was a section. Wasn't really cordoned off. But there was a section where people were like. all We saw all the attention of the bartenders and waitresses was there. While we were struggling to get even like. You know. To get even a second of attention. But they, they yeah. They sucked up all the attention. They were like. For some reason they were the big dogs. And you know, in a big club, you accept that some people are the dons, and you're just a, you're just a customer, and and life goes on. But I was chilling there, and I was like, oh, what's the big deal with that guy? And one of my friends is like, oh no, you you shouldn't go there. He's a bad he's a bad guy. He's a bikey. He's a bad guy. You know, you can't talk to him. He's so and so. You know, he's Johnny. You can't talk to him. I keep in mind, I didn't know who Johnny or. Or even what the whole bikey structure was at the time. I'd only been in Perth maybe three, four years at that time. So I was like, ah, I don't really care who he is. Alcohol makes you a lot braver than you think you are. So I didn't really question or think twice. So cut the chase. Uh, <laughs> I think I had one more drink in me. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to go up to the so-called vip section and talk to this guy now this the guy i talked to had a italian was italian looking and a ponytail and and you know he seemed to be the charismatic guy of, out of the crew anyway so what happened is after a few <laughs> after a couple of shots and a few drinks and gesturing from my friends i said you know what fuck it you know you think you guys are so scared of this guy i'm actually just gonna go talk to him so I did. 
and I went around the dance floor and went up to him. But I think I went up to him in a way that I was not, you know, I just came through the dance floor and came up and tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, how you doing? But by the time I got there, <laughs> unbeknownst to him and his, what I found later were security bodyguards, it was too late. I was next to him and said, hey, how you going? And he said, hey, I'm good, I'm good. And um, we had a chat. <laughs> but, well, basically I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and said, how you doing? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, how's your night going? Not too bad. And with my half drunk, you know, being boisterous, I actually took my place next to him at the bar, standing together. And I said, hey, how's your night? Yada, yada. He's like, yeah, not too bad. And he let me, he actually let me into his space, which was weird because there was a massive entourage around him that were not very friendly. But he let me into that space. And so he had a chat. And, uh, <laughs> He had a, we, 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 you know, we exchanged a few words and I said, how's your night going? And he said, not too bad, not too bad. And the only thing I could say was, I laughed and said, my friends, sorry to interrupt, but my friends dared me to come up to you because they said, you know, you're, you're, you're this big badass guy who everyone is scared of apparently. So I thought I'd just come and have a drink and say hi. <laughs> and he just... He took a step back and laughed and said, "You know what? You're you're bloody right. I don't know what the I don't know what the big deal is. I don't why I don't why everyone's fucking scared. It's it's silly." And he had a laugh, and we both had a laugh, and we had a drink. Trust me, this is before I even knew who I was talking to. But we had a, we had we had a moment, which was which was cool, which was really cool, and um, and <laughs> again, and then I said, then he's like, "You know what? I have to then." He said, what, what would you like to drink? And I said, uh, you know, Jackson Coke. I'm a uni student because I, I was pretty cheap. Even Jim Beam would have done at the time. But I was trying to be like, you know, a Jackson Coke. And it's like, hey, whatever you want. And this is when I knew he was not just a normal person at the bar. He flicked his fingers and did a little tap. And the, <laughs> and, 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 and the, and the bar girls came and ran over to us this is a club where you never don't get service without at least you know 15 minute wait but when he clicked his fingers the girls came over to our bar and jumped up onto the surface so they could they could actually speak into his ear and say what would you like johnny and yes that's how i knew this guy was kind of a big deal so yes so i got my jack and coke really quick and that's when i knew okay my friends were not bullshitting he is a bit of a big deal. So anyway, we had drinks. Uh, and I was like, thanks for the drink. And because I have some respect and some honor, even in this situation, I said, you know what? You've sorted me out. You've, you've shouted me out. Can I get your number and let me buy you a drink one day at the local tavern? <laughs> at that time, I was at Cutting University. So I said, I'll get you a drink at the Waterford Tavern, you know. Jugs of beer on me, whatever the case is. <laughs> and he turned around to me and laughed. I said, hey, you know, you seem like a good man. You seem like a good a good fellow. Uh, that sounds good, but trust me, if I give you my number, the cops will never leave you alone. And I said, oh, 
fair enough. And with that, he left me a bar card and said, I have to leave. When he said I have to leave, I realized because there's two people on either side of him, not his friends. They seemed to be bodyguards because we were drinking and they were too busy looking around the whole club. That's when I realized this guy is more than, more than just your typical club goer. Anyway, so he gave me the bar card and said, have a good night. You take care. And then he left. And I was sitting there smiling as full of schmuckers. Thinking, you know, at least I came and conquered. And then sure enough, one of my friends came up to me and later said, what the hell are you doing? Why are you, what's up? What's happening? I said, hey, he's called Leonard. He had, he had just come from Kenya like a few weeks ago. And he said, hey, what's going on? I said, hey, hey, Leonard, Leonard, today is our night. I will throw you whatever drink you want. He's like, no, bullshit. He's like, no, seriously, I'll throw you whatever you drink you want. And he said, ah, you know, <laughs> Jim Beam and Coke. I said, nah, go for the top shelf. And he said, okay, cool. Gentleman's Jackson. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Because my bar card was, yeah, pretty much I could order what I wanted for the next 10 drinks at the very least. So it was a crazy night. It was a crazy night. And yeah, we had a good night. But that night stuck with me. Because you meet certain people, you have no idea who you're meeting at the time. Time comes back, I reflect and I understand who I actually met. Um, I guess the name is Johnny Kison. And yes, but at the time, it was just people meeting Italian with a ponytail, African student with, with an ego. Yes, and we had a good chit to chat. Just another life in life from Dwati. Cheers.